Watch presented by Test Depth. I'm your host, Ellison Parham. I'm joined by my co-host, Josh Kanak. And we are excited to be here. I mean, I'm excited to be here. What about you, Josh? Hell yeah. Hmm. What are you drinking tonight, bro? Uh, got me some some Woodford Reserve. Oh, that's a good one. It's pretty good. It's pretty good. I actually had that for the first time not too long ago. I know that might sound weird to a lot of people, but um, yeah, I had it for the first time like in October for a wedding. I was like, damn, this is good. I this think, really good. don't quote me on this, but I think that Costco sells this in like the Kirkland brand for like, a pretty good, pretty good deal. I think yeah, their, they do. I think their whiskey is the Woodford Reserve. Same stuff. Dude. <laughs> so I was just at Costco yesterday. And uh, I was about to get some whiskey, and Madison does this thing that just oh it gets me every time, and I try not to lose my shit whenever it happens. But she all she never takes her wallet anywhere, so she never has her license or her ID. So we're in the line checking out, and she's like, "I need both your IDs," and I'm like, "Both of us?" She's like, "Yeah," and I was like, "I need your ID, Madison." She's like, "I don't have it. I don't bring my wallet anywhere. You know that." I'm like, why did you tell me to get this freaking whiskey then? <laughs> Like so, we couldn't get the whiskey. I I felt like I was sixteen trying to sneak alcohol. I was just, ugh. yeah. Michelle does the same thing. Not all the time, but like she always assumes that I have my ID, so I can buy everything when we're out. Doesn't matter. We have the same bank account, right? But yeah, when it comes to a situation like that, usually they look at us and they're like, "Okay, you got gray hair." Like, no, I don't have a lot. I got like a few in the beard, but like I I yeah. look I look my age, so. Usually it's not a problem. It's probably because Madison is just so. Uh, what would you? She call got a baby it? face. She's got a baby face, and she's got that like playful personality when when she speaks. So people are like, she's not older than five. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but yeah, man. Um, this uh, what am I drinking? I'm drinking Evan Williams. Evan Williams. I feel like you can't go wrong with a good whiskey from Evan Williams. You know. You know what I need? I was I was actually looking at. Uh, there's a. Have you heard of Bevmo? What is it? Bevmo was that like a cash app or something? No, Bevmo is is a store. It's basically a huge liquor store. Like, what is it? Like, franchised everywhere? Yeah. Well, I'm, I've I've seen them in like Vegas, uh, Southern California area. Mm. Um, mm. so they're they're there's a pretty good amount of them, but they have all the alcohol there. Every all of them, uh, like. You you want to know if they got it? They got it. Trust me. Uh, <laughs> and uh, they had cigars there too. And I was te- I was checking out cigars, and I was like, you know, what? I just don't know enough about cigars to. And I'm part of like the Facebook group, like Sailors and Sticks. I don't yeah. even smoke cigars, dude. I only smoke them when someone offers me one, and I like them, but I never go out of my way to get one. And I was like, dude. So so funny story. I hit up the guy. I hit up Scallywags um, for my personal account. The other day and i was like yo i'd really love to support you guys i see that um sailors and sticks does a lot with you guys um but i'm new to cigars if you want to hook me up with like your recommendations for you know for for a beginner because you know i'm not trying to break the bank on some expensive cigar that i have no like no idea what it's what it's about and he's uh he's gonna hook me up with some stuff but honestly like after that first time i went to a cigar lounge here i finally found one instead of buying like the only two options of cigars at this like corner store liquor store down the street that got grape swisher and uh, peach optimo yeah right (laughs) white owls that's all you got um but i i went to the cigar lounge not too long ago in colorado springs called um zen cigar lounge and uh this guy there was like super nice uh very friendly oh i forgot to leave him a five-star review i gotta do that but anyway it's super friendly and he hooked him up with some cigars just tell me about him and they were really really nice and it was just it was awesome to have a cigar, have some like bourbon and have a fire in the backyard and chilling. I bet. And, and like this past, like these past three weeks dude, I've been like, damn dude, I want a cigar. So I can like have a, you know, chill with some bourbon in the backyard and have a fire again. Um, and so finally I went back there and got some and he hooked me up again. He like, he's so nice, man. He like, he gave me like a package of cookies. He gave a whole dude a cake just because he was leaving like a brand new cake like that he got from the store. He was like, here you go, brother. Take this. You know, we treat our we treat our people well because they have like a membership and all that. Oh, nice. But um, but yeah, man, I was I was craving some cigars and uh, and I got my buddy some cigars for his wedding and um, and he was excited about it. But I think, you know, cigars, cigars in uh, 
and chilling and hanging out. So it's a pretty, it's a pretty cool thing. I think I could get into it for sure. So, yeah. Yeah. It's a, they definitely like, I feel like that a lot of times, like cigars are made for whiskeys and whiskeys. It's like vice versa. Like they pair them. Yeah. It's like, what do they they pair wines with cheese, wines and cheese, (laughs) cigars and whiskey, sailors and cheese, (laughs) sailors and cheese. Yeah, man, it's a. I think um, one of the cool things about, if I'm not mistaken, the package store in Norfolk, the next package store had a, uh, they had a, a humidor room right for cigars, in the in the corner of the, you know, what I'm talking about know. probably yeah. that's that place is crazy. Yeah, Naval Station Norfolk. Yeah, you were talking about the freaking Be- Bevmo or whatever, and I'm just like, whenever I go into a liquor store, I honestly am so overwhelmed. I'm like, I don't know alcohol like this. Yeah. You know? So on the East Coast, they have like this. What is that called? Uh, the um, is it Ace Ace Liquor Stores or ABC? That's what it is. ABC. Yeah, yeah. ABC. So those are like the only places. It's weird. Like like the only places you can buy them. Um, but. Out here, you can buy liquor at like any grocery store. Um, they have small like corner liquor stores that you can get them at. But Bevmo is like mm-hmm. is like the Walmart of liquor stores. Yeah, well, what's weird is like in Colorado, alcohol is privatized, so they're all over the place, and they're all like, I think it's something like they don't have to follow the same like laws uh, as far as like closing time on the East Coast, um, where they can't sell you alcohol past a certain time a certain time do we um, sit remember do you remember how old were you in sub school i was 20 okay yeah. so you can't claim you can't confirm or deny what you're doing <laughs> uh, <laughs> statute so, of limitations and all yeah <laughs> um when i was in sub school i would go we would drive to rhode island to get alcohol if it was past like the what was it like nine o'clock or something like that? It was something stupid early. It was like nine o'clock, which was like the time that everyone goes out. Yeah. And if you're if you just happen to go out after nine, you couldn't buy alcohol anywhere in Connecticut. So we drove all the yeah. way to Rhode Island to drink because like we'd have to drive there to pick it up. So we would just drive there and drink it there. Cause... No, it was it was ten o'clock because I remember going to. Um... I remember we used to go to Providence and we used to go to this. Uh, I wonder if any sub school kids are listening to this. If they if they are listening to this and you smoke hookah or that's the phase you're in right now, go to this place called Byblos. I don't know if it's still open, but in Providence, there was this hookah joint called Byblos. Man, it was the coolest vibe. Like I, I loved going to that place. We used to always, whenever we could have the time to go up there, go there. But I remember they stopped serving alcohol at 10 o'clock and I was just always bummed out, bummed out because by the time we really got enough people to want to go out and stuff and we got to providence we hit the ground we were like it was past 10 o'clock it was like 10 30 or 11 or so oh yeah um, we were but, never um, hanging out in in, in connecticut like no. there, was, there was like one or two bars on that strip down in new london that was like there were pretty decent bars but like you can't go there every day every weekend you know mm-hmm. we were always going to rhode island for some reason rhode island's way funnier than connecticut <laughs> there's a lot more stuff to do there's clubs there's bars there's people there they're like cool. isn't it smaller than connecticut it's tiny yeah like rhode island's smaller than like my high school <laughs> <laughs> yeah dude we went to rhode island all the time i do remember this one time being my boy brewer in the car and we're trying to go to um i don't remember oh wait i think we went to we went to Trinity College in Hartford, um, and on the way there, we had to go down this like stupid, long, desolate. Ro- I thought, I thought that there was going to be two brothers dead on the morning news the next day. <laughs> I was like, I'm not making it through this <laughs> through this town because there was like all these creepy ass trees. There was no lights on this long like backwoods country road. You street for like the most haunted state in America. I know, and we we were actually excited about that. We told our uh, our buddies in class one day we were going to go check out that lighthouse that was haunted, like that was right in Waterford, yeah, and our insane asylum. Oh, did you? Yes. Mm. Our instructor was like, "Do not go there. Like, if I find out you you went there, I will uh, I will hit you up." You know, he was we got the up. same um, spiel, and we weren't going to go there until he said that. <laughs> 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 and we're like, "Oh wait, we can't do that. <laughs> Why can't we do that?" 
I think Insidious two or three came out while we were in sub school, and um, me and my boy Brewer, uh, we had I think it was like a month or a month and a half. No, probably not, because I mean, let's face it, sub schoolers don't do anything with their lives. Probably in a month, we watched every single horror film that um, Netflix had to offer. And uh, so Insidious 2 or 3 comes out, and our boy Milky, uh, we convince him to come with us to see scary movies, and he doesn't do scary movies. And uh, so we're all sitting with – That truly get scared? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So we so we sit at the, like, fourth row from the uh, screen, um, and I sit down in the middle of the row. Brewer sits next to me, but he, like, sits two seats over because – for some reason, people are freaked out about a guy sitting next to a guy, whatever. Um, and then Milky comes to sit down. But as soon as the movie starts, the scene is the music and stuff is too overwhelming for him that he like he looks at us and like covers his face and his he's like pale white. He this as a as a regular person, he's pale white, but his face I could see was like beet red. And he like got up and went all the way to the end of the row and sat down. And like the whole entire time, he like turned his face like perpendicularly to the screen and was like looking at it through his <laughs> through his fingers. His hand covering his face. And then ten minutes in, he left, bro. Ten minutes in, he was oh like, "Nope, not doing it." Dude, people times. like I feel like people who like scary movies don't actually get like really truly scared by scary movies. There, it's like it's like entertainment, you know. You get, yeah, you get a little bit like. Ooh, that was kind of spooky, or ooh, that surprised me a little bit. But people who don't like scary movies, the reason that they don't like scary movies is because they really get fucking scared, and that's what the people that like scary movies want. Yeah, like an adrenaline rush. Yeah, it's like a, it's a safe adrenaline rush where yeah. like, I'm not actually worried about anything. Yeah, you know, I I think I used to be horrified of scary movies. Like I was scarred from a kid. I remember uh, Chucky was the biggest thing for me, man. I saw Chucky when I was like three or five years old, and I used to like stare at the foot of my bed, all the edges, thinking that Chucky was like running around because of that one scene where he is doing mm-hmm. that to the dude, to the people who were like fucking. And so I used to be like terrified, but I don't know. I like him now. I like him a lot. I don't like Midsummer and Hereditary. Midsummer, I thought the same people who made Hereditary made Midsummer, but Midsummer to me was like so weak. But when we watched Hereditary on the boat on a duty day, I was pissed because I was like, who the fuck makes a movie like this? Like when that did you see Hereditary? No. Oh, my God. dude, You got to see it. Did, uh, I want to. Can I tell you just one scene? Yeah. All right. So it's it's not really a scary movie. It's just disturbing and like cringe the whole entire time in like the most disgusting way. And this girl, uh, this boy goes to a party, a uh, high school party, I believe. And his sister, he has to take a sister with him who has um, some sort of condition. I, I don't know if it's like some sort of like autism or something, but she's just different. And he ends up having to go home because she has an allergic reaction. And when she has an allergic reaction, she can't breathe. So while he's like speeding home or to the hospital or which, wherever he's going on this like backcountry road where there's nothing, um, she sticks her head out of the back, out of the window, the backseat window, and is like <gasps> trying to breathe. And eventually, a freaking light pole comes, and she, or electric um, uh, electric pole comes, and she like gets her head whacked off. And you like see that shit happen. Oh. It's it and it happens like so abruptly. You're like, oh my, like it's all this build up. You're like, she can't breathe. She's gonna die. You're like, and she sticks her head out of the window, and you're like, I know what's coming. And it's a like, boom. And you're like, what the, it was, and there's a bunch of weird shit that happens after that, where I, I just got to the point where I was like, whoever made this has a problem. Whoever like, <laughs> whoever wrote the script for this movie, they're disturbed. needs help. Like, seriously. Um, I've yeah. thought that, I've thought that about movie scripts before. I'm like, why am I, why am I watching this? Like, this is fucked up. Yeah, man. It, Who thought of this shit? You need to be punished. <laughs> I can't remember what I was. We were watching something. Uh, shit. I'm not going to remember. But we were watching something like last night or so. And I was just like, I think that you can tell in so many things that are like movies and shows and shit that we are all, all of us individually fucked up in our own way. And I think people forget that shit because. Oh, yeah. Everyone's, <laughs> everyone's so quick to judge other people. 
Oh, it's it's crazy, man. That's one of the things that blows me blows my mind about um today is how like when I said on the last podcast, like people don't have empathy anymore. Like I've never been quick to like judge or like um uh like just be like I'm never talking to this person again or whatever, just because I don't know what's going on there in their life. I don't know what's going on in their head. I know that I'm trying to work through some shit out myself. And uh we all got different freaking freaking uh chips on our shoulder, you know? Like in the hypocrisy. The hypocrisy in people, and I'm I'm not gonna say like I'm not gonna I'm not gonna generalize, but there's a lot of groups of people that that claim like the correct side of things, and they're just straight up hypocrites. And oh yeah, it's kind of weird. You, you, I feel like. Uh, do you remember? I don't know what kind of kid were you growing up when you were in like social settings. Were you always the one that was gonna take charge? Were you always oh, the no, one that was, was listening? I was a pretty quiet kid. Yeah. yeah. What were you thinking about in those? Cause I remember what I'm trying to say is like, I remember being a kid and being like, all right, I'm i I'm going to observe what's happening here. Okay. Now that guy sounds like a fucking idiot. Um, I'll let's, I'll see if someone else steps up. Okay. No, that one sounds like an idiot too. <laughs> <laughs> and I would only chime in if somebody said something that I thought I agreed with and be like, yeah, I support that. You know? Yeah. I feel like a lot of people are like just quick to forget to listen yeah exactly yeah no yeah keeping your mouth shut and and just sitting there and observing your surroundings is definitely something that uh i think you have to some people are just like that but other people need to learn to do that Mm. yeah for sure you know what i need to learn to do get back in the gym bro are you are you guys gyms closed right now they're about to. The gym that I used to work for just had to close one of its locations, and they're taking a big hit on the one that's still open. Dude, so glad we're not brick and mortar. So glad. Yeah, we would be we'd be screwed. We started I, right when the pandemic started. <laughs> yeah, I feel bad for for people who who are. Don't get me wrong, but it's just like, I don't know. You know, I don't know. I don't know how you help these people. Hmm. It's a uh, well. I mean, the obvious answer is to just let people live their lives, but there's too yeah. much fear. There's too much fear out there for that to just happen. You know? Yeah. Everyone's dude. I I know like, people that are completely reasonable and like literally have not left their houses in the six months because they're afraid. For for me, those are those are my the older people in my family for sure. Like not even like really old people, but like fifty and up. Some people like that in my family are like, I'm not leaving the house. And I'm like, what? Yeah. I mean, that's, that's asking for depression right there. Like people aren't meant to be, people aren't meant to be cooped up like that. All isolated and shit. It's not good for you. No, but you know, um, one thing that's, that's good. That's coming out of this is, uh, not having to worry about being in regs with this, uh, with this facial hair, you know, allegedly. Allegedly. <laughs> I mean, you said if I curl it, right? If I curl the mustache over into this little. Nice well, you little have to. Here. You have, no, you have to. You can't curl it. You have to like flatten it down so they can't see it. Wait, what? So you have to like take the ends of your long mustache hairs and you have to flatten them down onto your mustache. Oh, I thought so you that, were saying curl it. Like, no, 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 no. Because that's about not- to. <laughs> You have to like you have to make it look shorter than it actually is. Could you imagine like if you <laughs> if you showed up to drill one day and you're just like this big curly mustache? They're like hand you a pair. Could you imagine if you were on the boat and someone walked up to the boat and they had this? <laughs> you're like, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> What's the craziest shit you've seen somebody come to work and do, or like appearance wise? They're just like, what the fuck is this guy doing? Uh, do you even hung, know off the top of your head? Hungover uh, as we're trying to cast off lines, late as fuck. <laughs> With his, you know, was that fucked up? Was that was that br? Yeah, is that your guy? Yeah, that was my boy. Uh, good times. Dude, you, I was standing right next to you when that happened. Yeah, it was topside. Well, you were the diver chief, topside. Right? chief. Me and you and 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 uh, and Ryan were all up there. Just mm-hmm. on, I was the diver and you were line four. Mm-hmm. And the best people, line. 
we just see him walking down the pier. And we've been asking, we've been calling his ass. Like we were trying to fucking find this guy, and was- we're literally about to pull the brow off. Like the crane is about to hook up to the brow, and we're gonna cast off lines. And here he comes, <laughs> strolling <laughs> down the pier, not running, not nope. not saying shit, just cruising. No time, he's just cruising. And he didn't give a fuck to like his whole attitude about it when people would talk to him about it, give him shit. He's just like, yeah, man, uh, you know. Yeah, I can. I mean, how do you? What do, do you do with yourself when you when you're like put on like there is no more on the spot than being the guy that's late to get underway. Oh yeah, for sure. That's I mean, the- I don't. I I can't say that I like. I disagree with his his uh, demeanor afterward. It's not like I'm going to be like, oh guys, I'm so sorry. Oh. You know, I'm I'm just gonna yeah, I fucked up. I'm gonna own that one. Yeah. Well he I don't know if he ever like really owned it. He kinda he was never really the type of guy to own his um mistakes, I guess you mm-hmm. could say. Um he got better as, as time went on, but he was definitely like the dig dig his heels in type of guy and and if he wrong he was like the definition of if you're wrong, stay wrong. <laughs> Do you think there's a problem with telling people if you're wrong, stay wrong? Yes, that is. Why do we do that? Stupid. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like one person heard it one time in boot camp, and then just everyone just started repeating it. You like, know, I I think whoever came up with that shit told everyone in the political realm for this election that mantra, and they just took it and ran with it. If you're wrong, stay wrong. And they're like, okay. <laughs> as long as you don't agree with them, you're right. It doesn't matter if you're wrong or not. Oh my god, dude. Missing ship movement, like I, I don't know how people would do that. First of all, if you do it, like you do it, I get it. Like you might be in a situation where you just like I just didn't wake up or something. But I'm so fucking scared of getting hemmed up all the time that I'm like, eh, no, I'd rather you know. Luckily save my for ass. him, you know what? It's like, I don't know if it's it's like a good thing or bad thing, but like if he would have missed the underway, we weren't going far. We were just going to Yorktown. Mm-hmm. So he, all he would have had to do was drive an hour and a half to get to to work mm-hmm. um oh, but bad, guys. <laughs> can't believe you just <laughs> um <laughs> but you would he would still have gotten the same punishment as if we were like going on a three-week underway like missing movements missing movement whether it was a five-hour um transit or whether it was a three-week underway you know yeah that's but true. he didn't. He didn't get. He didn't get in trouble for missing movement. He just got in trouble for because he admitted, like, he was underage, so he got, he admitted to drinking. So it was an ARI, um, mm-hmm. and I think he got with like a general. Uh, what is it? One thirty-seven. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, or disobeying order or something like that. The disobeying What's... order was the alcohol thing, I think, and then, um, and then they got like a one thirty-seven for him being a dumbass. Mm-hmm. You know what's weird is like I, he let him have it on the pier too. He was like yelling at him right there. Oh, I remember. I I remember he like he we were standing there topside. You could see it was like if you were watching Iron Man and you know how they do the slow mo in the first Iron Man movies of all the plates and shit moving. Yeah. <laughs> like when he's about to move, it was like you were watching Iron Man getting ready to go fuck somebody up. He was just like <laughs> it's like. His back and his shoulders rolling. You could tell he met him. He met him halfway on down the brow. Didn't yeah. even let him come on the boat till he said his piece. Yeah, he was just like, "Oh, here we go." Was like, that was that was probably like some of the most fun moments on the boat is watching somebody getting ready to get fucked up. Yeah, <laughs> that sounds weird, but it's true. You're like, oh shit, it's going down. Get your popcorn. Yeah, you know it's weird. I didn't. I didn't. I didn't realize how many freaking junior sailors and i would assume if it's junior sailors then senior enlisted have it had it too but how many people had drinking problems dude i didn't really like oh, drink like that a lot. you know what most of them will never admit it and most of them don't know that they have a drinking problem it's yeah. just like most people that have a drinking problem don't think that they have a drinking problem yeah until until something really bad happens multiple times and it's not even like Usually it's not one time that something bad happens. It has to happen to you repeatedly until you finally get the picture. Yeah. Like multiple DUIs or multiple, you know, 
and times being unfaithful to your partner or you know mm-hmm. it's something shitty that has to happen to you so many times that like you're like okay maybe 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 i have a problem <laughs> but what we know it's weird though is like that there's such a stigma about mental health seeking that you could get kicked off of the boat for seeking mental health to yeah, deal they, they with these problems yeah like you, like how like this is a real this is a real topic of concern that like if anyone who is in the upper chain of command that makes big shots in the navy is listening this should be addressed you cannot sit here and kick dudes out of the submarine force for trying to take care of their like mental health if if they're willing to go and find a healthier alternative just to talk to somebody who's completely neutral and like avoid serious life situ like life problems. I think they've gotten better about it because they're not, they, I know they stopped just like straight kicking people out. Cause before, if, if you were having mental health problems, it was a serious, like you probably weren't coming back. Yeah. Well you but, lose your security clearance too. Yeah. Well now, now they're sending them back to the boat. Like they're getting them treatment and they're sending them back. They've, they've taken a pretty big round turn on that kind of stuff. I hope so. Cause I mean, that just sounds dumb, man. I think, you know, I don't, I don't know. That just sounds I, dumb. I mean, there's always room for improvement, but I remember that like, that was like your ticket off. <laughs> you, you were like, so like, many people, so many people I could, I like, I don't even know how, like, it's probably at least like 10 people that I remember would just be like, oh, yeah. I'm done. And they I just met go, a dude. Go I met a bed. dude at morning in the morning and he checked in and he was gone before lunch. Yeah. <laughs> he was prior service too. He was like from the service community. He's like, yeah, I'm excited to be here. What happened to Sosa? Oh, he no. Oh, he got, dude, I remember that guy. He was a torpedoes mate or something like that on the surface ship. He was, a, he was no, he was a he was a hair cutter. Uh, and he came to be a special or something like that. Uh, no, he's literally. A, oh, I, I don't yeah. know. He he, did, he cut hair. He was a barber. That's I a nice know. haircut you got. Oh, you like it. Yeah, that's pretty clean. They gave you that tight fade. I like it though. Yeah, yeah that's what I've been fucking with. I'm just trying to grow the hair out on top while I still got it. You know, <laughs> you got to do it now while you still can. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. So that guy, dude. Let's address this. Why is there a rate for cutting hair? That's there's not a specific rate for cutting hair. There's a, so yeah, they like that, do laundry and shit too. But like, what's the <laughs> no the the rate? They either because one of the guys that I went to boot camp with was one of these. He, you either get put in a store to be like a cashier or a clerk or something, or you can go be a barber or you can go be like the admiral's bitch or something like that. There's like three different tiers you can go. Or pass Dude, away, all pass sound away. terrible. Can you imagine? Uh, actually, no. Never mind. I'm not I would rather. Shoot. I would rather use a needle gun topside and paint than be the admiral's bitch doing his laundry and folding his napkins fuck that <laughs> can you imagine going home and telling your family what you do those those dudes get lie. like fast advancement though you know i would lie so tell me about like what you do when you're on the ship oh you know shoot guns <laughs> yeah i was actually you know that movie uh captain phillips I was actually involved in that scenario. Do you remember those guys that were on the back of that destroyer when they when they shot that guy with all the different angles inside there? Yeah, that's basically what I do. I was the guy in the background uh, reloading their magazines. <laughs> <laughs> no, dude, I, I don't know. Like you, you just said needle gun, and that just brought back a terrible memory of how I hated needle gunning because they were never sharp enough to actually do anything. And I was like, this is fucking <laughs> this like yo, we are the world's greatest navy and I can't get equipment that works. Yo, my my chief got a hard on for needle gunning VL VLS <laughs> one day. He was like, We're gonna needle we're gonna completely needle gun all of VLS. So it's a it's a <laughs> for those of you that don't know, it's a free flood area that has like probably twenty five layers of paint on it. Like <laughs> There's no one is in the history of the submarine ever done this, but my chief's like, you know what? That's fucked up. We're going to, we're going to 
get all that pain off and and do it right. He found Jesus in the bilge. Oh my god, it took so long, dude. Weeks, <laughs> weeks of needle gunning, and I was like, I went out there for a little bit and did, it and but like I was like, I got five guys that are junior to me that literally are useless. You get in there. I have work to do. <laughs> it's probably a satisfying feeling when you can, you know, you can just be like, all right, I need you guys to needle gun this whole area and get all this shit off. And so, like, day by day, you can imagine coming back to it. And all you have to do in this process is just look at the progress. And you're like, oh, it's coming along quite nicely. You don't think about the fact that there have been around the clock people doing this for, like, two hours every off watch. (laughs) Dude, it sucks. And that's the task that you get on your duty day, too. Like, everyone does it throughout the day. And then you have your watch. And he's like, all right, you're going to needle gun until it's dark out. That was the worst, man. The tasks that you had to get done on duty days being like, okay, what do we have to do today? And then there would be like all this shit. You're just like, why? Any waxing decks? Oh, man. That was always the one. The one. The one, dude. If you're stripping and waxing decks, it's going to be the duty duty guy. Or you're doing that in port. You Or when you're when you're not in port, like home port, but you're pulling into port and you guys have to strip and wax. And so yeah. you're just like, bro, can I just can I just go out? Like, <laughs> is that is, is that cool? Can we all just be human here for a second? Yeah. It was always like like a competition. Like I I hated when people like if you're gonna do it, then make it look good. Don't be the guy that has like bubbles and streaks in your wax and it looks like yeah. shit. And you like overflow onto like the metal stuff. Like, come on. Make I it felt look- like I felt like we were like radio men because we had middle level passage for compartment middle level. <laughs> I felt like we were that one girl of the group of girlfriends that was just like, guys, come on, take this seriously. Because we, because, <laughs> because we had the most walked on pathway and we're always just like, oh, come on guys. Like I just, you know, and everyone's like, sorry, bro. I got, I got to go. You know, I mean, Dude, what the fuck do you, want you me guys to would secure, secure middle level P way. I, I would every time. Oh, <laughs> oh fuck. You guys serious? You got to do now? Do it now? There's never a good time to do anything. Then the Chiefs will walk by and be like, you fucking missed the spot. <laughs> hey, hey, recruit. You fucking missed the spot. <laughs> Shine a flashlight. Shimmate. Oh, man. I always thought it was funny when um, I think I know, I think I saw the whole flashlight shipmate uh, Chief style for like the be- like when I first showed up to the boat with I think it was just one one or two chiefs that used to do it and then as like people rotated out it just didn't happen that much anymore and then like it was brought back and I was just always like why like why is this a like a, a thing that we do should make flashlight pull it out and you just like and it's across the branches too you know you just like wipe a horizontal or something you're like shit mate it's across <laughs> the branches like the marines that do it too like wiping horizontal to call people shit mate <laughs> it's so widespread and we're so influential that even the airmen call each other shipmate that's what i'm saying dude that's what i'm saying they want to be us you know? <laughs> <laughs> they want to they want to go underway in a steel tube trapped with 126 guys that are i always i always cleaned better when whoever was supervising us was not hounding us like if they were oh, like yeah. flashing their flashlight at us and like telling us where to clean i fucking hated that but yeah. if they were back there, like if they were just present and like cooking and joking with us, like I would just clean. Yeah. I'm, I might not be like really trying to get after it, but like I'm wiping shit down, you know, my book is going to be dirty. Honestly, like if you think about it, well, I shouldn't say that for me. Um, whenever I was cooking and joking with the chiefs during after watch cleanup and, and cleaning at the same time, it would make me more conscious of like what I was cleaning. Cause I was like, I don't want to ruin a good thing. This guy is like just leveling with me right now. We're having a good time. So let me not put him in a bad situation by having so-and-so come back here and be like, what the fuck chief? He's a blah, blah, blah. You're supposed to be making sure that he's elbow greasing it up, you know? So yeah. I was just like, I'll just make sure that I'm still doing this as we're cooking and joking. So I don't have to put him in a weird situation. And yeah, a good and you, you, you totally run out of things to talk about. Cause like you're constantly, yeah. that's like the premise of this show, right? Is like, what do we talk about on the mid watch? And the reason we, we have like specific mid watch quote unquote mid watch conversations is because 
you run out of shit to talk about and you oh, just yeah. you just have to like you have to be so like creative to just come up with something to be like hey so what do you think about moles <laughs> be like well, what do you mean like the animal or like the, the shit on your skin and then you have you can just go into a conversation about moles you and you're like <laughs> exactly i was gonna say that you ever seen a mole with a mole like he's <laughs> There's, there's just, there's never, there's never going to be a limitation on anything to talk about unless it's like, it's you. It's clearly you that like you're, you're not like able to think that way. But like, I remember me, you, and Dan, we would go back there and we would just bullshit the whole time. What's funny is like, well, as soon as you said that, I was like, well, what about both? What about a mole with a mole? <laughs> I was like, if a mole has a mole, does he have cancer? And if he has cancer, how the fuck is he a mole? He's outside all the damn time. <laughs> Also, he's underground. Like my brain just went like <laughs> in that direction. We got yeah. so much. We have so much practice just talking about dumb stuff. Yeah, yeah. I think. <clears throat> oh wow, something's in my throat. <clears throat> Sorry, Demon. See what? <laughs> <laughs> I think. Uh, I think my favorite. Um, area to clean though for sure on the boat was back aft just because it was kind of like this whole experience you know you're like all right it, you were you kind of like going up forward because you're like, okay i don't have to like uh i i can be closer to my shit like birthing's up there right so you can like grab your shit you can kind of like fuck around a little bit and you like being in your own space as far as divisionally but if you're back aft it's kind of a journey because you're like where am i going to try to fuck off oh yeah time? i liked i like cleaning back aft you can get all- way up in like do you, oh yeah. up in uh the PLO bay you can get like 20 feet up in the air like i was i was always always over the reduction gears like way up there like in that nook that was in that crow's nest kind of yeah but it was like to the side to where you can just go back to what bay is that i can't remember now but it's the one right after the uh the reduction gears there's like a pipe a hole in, um that lets the pipe go through in that um anyway it doesn't matter but yeah i would i would go back there clearly i just flash back there right now dude nukes are like what a fucking idiot <laughs> like i can't listen to the show this guy doesn't even know each section of the freaking That's engine room tg Boy, but you idiot <laughs> yeah man i i enjoyed going back there and hiding off um i like we said in a previous episode i used to love watching people get fucked up for like not doing anything while i was just like <laughs> sitting underneath some pipes or some shit or mm-hmm. a cabinet ah, EAB locker good times Ryan Ryan Hamilton that guy had the best probably the best moments of, of ruining people's lives I've ever seen <laughs> just letting people have it I love the uh, mental hoops that he would make people jump through as he's like dressing them down he'd ask them questions that would be that would obviously have the stupidest answers. And oh, like, man. Fucking right. Fucking. Yeah. <laughs> so he'd be like, so he would always ask why. Why? And then you give an answer and then you're like, <laughs> well, why? And he just like, he would, he would why you until you felt like you're an idiot. Like you're just like, <laughs> uh. <laughs> you know, I guess I am dumb because I don't know the next why. <laughs> I mean, and he would always be able to answer the why. If you couldn't answer it, he could answer it. <laughs> because you're a fucking idiot, that's why. Yeah. <laughs> because you want to fail. Because I made you want I made a joke one time and I think he was in a bad mood. And uh it was like we were we were doing like um and it wasn't a good joke either, so I should have gotten yelled at, but <laughs> <laughs> we were um we were doing a, like a uniform inspection. And we were also um, going to a trainer hot wash. So we just had, we just did a whole bunch of trainers and we did uniform inspection at the trainer. And it was a whites, a dress whites uniform inspection. So we showed up, we, we had our morning session and then everyone came back in the afternoon in their whites. And we did the inspection and, I, and we sat down and I, I made some smart ass comment about about like doing another inspection in a different uniform. And he just looked at me and was like, are you fucking stupid? (laughs) (laughs) There's like 10 people around us. And I was like, do I answer that? Like, I don't know. (laughs) 
<laughs> it's you... funny because you're like, do I answer that? Like, is he going to wait for me to answer this question? <laughs> yeah, I'm not with. I would never be able to know if that was a rhetorical question or not with just based on him. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, <laughs> wait, no, my, no, no. <laughs> my favorite story of one of my chiefs is um, he's a. I don't know if he's still a. Well, he shouldn't be a cop now still, um, but he's a master chief now. And uh, we were, we had just gotten to the shipyard and I guess, uh, what's it? The nav department um, had to, we had to come together on the pier because um, certain individuals like didn't know how to adult, right? Like they just didn't know how to take care of car insurance and like update card payments and shit yeah. like that. to where like, they were like way overdue on a bunch of bills. Um and we get back to the barge and he's like thoroughly embarrassed. I, I, I don't really understand. Like I, I say he's embarrassed. It's not like he told us that he's embarrassed, but I would only imagine that he got so personal or like um, emotional about this because he was embarrassed, but he was just like, he was like, I don't understand. If you guys have a problem, you should be able to talk to your guys that are above you. And if they can't fix it, you should be able to talk to the chiefs, right? Your chiefs are there to support you. They're there to help you out. I'm approachable. See, your hunter's approachable. We're approachable. And he looked at <laughs> right. <laughs> right. He looked. <laughs> he looked at one of the guys who this related to. He was just like, "I'm approachable, right? Am I not approachable?" <laughs> like, everyone started dying laughing. We're like, "What?" <laughs> No, no, you're not approachable right now, man. What are you talking about? <laughs> Do you remember um, senior senior Hoyt and his his frankincense speeches? I don't, I don't think I ever knew a senior Hoyt. He was the ANAV. So was Garrett your first ANAV? First yeah. and only? Okay. Well, before no, him. No, 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 no. There was an ANAV before him that Garrett was relieving when I got there. Yeah, it's a gigantic dude that looked That's like Shrek. That his last name was Hoyt. Yeah. No. Oh. Yeah, he looked like so. Well, actually, the only reason I say he looked like Shrek because he was huge and he was bald and he had one ear that sticks out like this. Mm-hmm. Um, but he would give the most classic, funny, frankincense speeches when he. So frankincense speech, if you don't know what that is, it's what. So, like, you have to have a security clearance to be on a submarine in the first place. But when you go on mission, like, to deploy, you have to um, have certain clearance just to know what's going on and where you are and what the mission is and stuff like that. But it's pretty much inevitable that other people are going to get exposed to that information just by but just, just by proximity. Um, Being on a submarine and all. Yeah. So, the cook, a cook doesn't have a clearance to know where we are. but they're going to know where we are just because like they could be exposed to it some, at some point. Right. So, um, he would just pull it. So we always had to sign the paperwork saying that like, and he would, uh, damn, I, it's, I wish, I wish I could reminisce with you about this because they're so funny. Um, he'd, he'd be like, he's just a big, big, scary guy. And he'd say, um, if you ever tell anybody about this shit, I am going to skull fuck you and then send you to butt rape jail. Like that. <laughs> those were like his, those were like his speeches. Like, oh my god, dude! I'm like, is that is all jail butt rape jail or is it just a special one that you have in mind? <laughs> I was surprised when he said I'm going to send you to butt rape jail. I was like, I thought all of them were like that. Yeah, is it all of them? No. <laughs> now I think I think you said he's bald. I thought it doesn't really matter, but I thought it, this guy had like very short hair. No, he's bald. Mm. Bald. Mm. He was very large. He had big hands, big meaty hands. Why are large, bald people have like the meatiest, sausagey hands? I don't know, man. He he had this thing where he liked to crush calculators when he would get pissed off. Oh, that's weird. Yeah, because and they like some sort of fetish. Navdiv would Navdiv would fuck with him, and because he had such big hands, they would give him the tiny calculators. <laughs> so he'd be standing at his plot, and he hit like four buttons at once, and he'd be like, 
<clears throat> and this guy had anger management, dude. He was so he he really needed anger management. He had problems. He would get so mad. He would just turn all red and start fucking yelling at everybody. But like, if he if he kept like fucking up his calculations on his little little tiny calculator, he would just <laughs> grab it in one hand and crush it. He's like, ah, this stupid tiny calculator. <laughs> oh my god, you can't make this shit up, dude. That's crazy. And they'd be like, he'd be like, give me a new fucking calculator, and then bring him another small one. Like, do we not have these bigger ones? No, that's all we got. <laughs> They probably ordered those small ass calculators just to piss him off. Oh yeah, they for sure did that. Oh man, the supply system. What a joke. <laughs> what a joke, man. Weren't hey, some new. of those laptops you're, like uh, you're, uh, you're gonna be the <laughs> supply guy? Who, me? Oh, the RPPO. That's like it's like the most junior like collateral duty you can have. Yeah. But you like, you have to have so much knowledge to be able to do it effectively. <laughs> That's why it never works well, man. That's why people are always just like, what the fuck? Where's this? Where's this? Next thing you know, like you realize that your division has like three of the same thing that costs like $30,000 because no one could ever find it. Yeah. And it's been sitting on the boat for like 15 years. It's in a in a locker somewhere just underneath like 20,000 other parts that you don't use. Somehow Dive Div is the smallest division on the boat, but they have like fucking 15 lockers all across the boat. <laughs> So it's like in each one of these freaking lockers. Like, uh, don't be jealous. We only had dive gear in those, uh-huh. and my protein yeah. sticks, and your protein, and, and my, and my what, workout equipment. What was his name? Morris freaking vegan nuts. The dude survived on. So he he made his made it through veganism on the deployment by bringing on a shit ton of nuts to the boat to like keep him coasted. That's a lot of work, man. Yeah. Surviving on nuts. There's a bunch of nuts on board already. <laughs> yeah, like 300 something of them. Yeah. I don't know if I could do the vegan thing underway. It's just like the food's already sketchy to begin with, and you're just limiting yourself even, even more. I th- uh, he... He didn't lose that much size though when we went underway because he was a pretty ripped dude and he he still maintained the same stature. I mean, we all lost weight for sure. I thought that was weird that Jesse said that women gain weight when they go underway while men lose it. Maybe it was just her. (laughs) (laughs) Who knows? Everyone everyone gains weight. (laughs) Nobody just you. (laughs) <laughs> Didn't we like do some sort of calculation to find out that it was actually the weight of all the shit that people were that women were harb- harboring inside? Yeah, she was like, didn't she say she only shit like she she went like ten days without shitting? Yeah, she was like, I'm a I'm a four time shitter, but now I go I go once every month. <laughs> M one right there. Yeah, I can imagine. I do remember being able to sell uh, cans of dip for like $20. Oh, yeah. I didn't dip, but I probably should have brought some just, just to sell to people. It was an investment, bro. You were stupid if you didn't. Dumbass. Yeah. Well, I was already struggling for space for all my shit, so I wasn't trying to take up more space with dip. Ah, good times, man. Good times at Ridgemont High. I, uh... Some of my friends wanted me to start playing Star Wars Squadrons with them. The VR game? I think it is VR capable or compatible, but I don't have a VR for my PC, so I'm not going to lie, man. So when I was when I was in October for that wedding I was telling you about, my buddy has VR. He he said he uses it like maybe 30% of the time that he ga- he games and he games a lot. Um he's like, "But I don't really use it that much for all my VR games. I kind of just play on the regular desktop." Um, monitor but he let me play this one game called elite dangerous with his vr and he has the uh he has the oculus rift and uh and he has the whole he has the whole cockpit controls that you can buy and it's like a hundred and something dollars to buy this thing it's got like everything that you would need in a regular like airplane cockpit and he also has the pedals on the ground as well this thing was it did. It was sick. Like, first of all, I geeked out. Be- I geeked out because I, I'm a huge nerd when it comes to thinking about going to space 
Like if I could go to space tomorrow, I absolutely would because I would love to die in a vacuum in space just from exploring. Like I don't, I don't <laughs> care. <laughs> like, like that's how much I nerd out about it. And I was playing this game, dude, and uh, it was insane. Like just being able to like move your head around like 360, like everywhere, and like be able to see the cockpit around you, the ship around you, and maneuver in the same way. Like literally look, you know, uh, up in the sky at a direction you're trying to go because you see it in the game and then like maneuver your controls to do there. And it like follows exactly how you, how you were in real life. You know what uh, rides that I always loved at amusement parks as a kid is the ones where you get inside like a space shuttle or a helicopter or a race car. And it feels like you're actually riding around in it. Yeah. I'm talking about it's so fucking fun. Like, yeah. Can you imagine having a VR with like a hydraulic chair? That you can sit oh, in yeah. for something like that and it like moves you around so it feels like you're doing it. I mean they do that now. So I got I checked it out. I got um the the quest in um or no it was the rift and tested out the this game called Assetta Corsa, which is on like stream. And I got like the the steering wheel and the pedals or whatever and tested the whole thing out. And it has like the feedback. I'm not gonna totally nerd out everyone and bore them with it, but it basically has enough feedback in the in the steering wheel and the pedals themselves to give you real world traction or simulate real world traction, even as far as losing the grip of traction on the wheels and how your steering wheel will respond. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyways, I was playing this thing. You have your headphones on, or you can use the the audio from the um, VR headset. Um, and when you like look around, like I kept when I was running laps by myself, it was cool and all, but I would stop and then like just go in like circles to like look around the car as if I'm looking through the side mirrors in the back car to see how real it felt. Whenever I was doing that and just turning my head left and right and looking in the back and stuff, I was like this, like I was driving a Ferrari. I was driving a freaking Aventador, dude. I was like, oh my God, looking around. It was, it was awesome honestly um yeah. the one thing i will say about it though is i don't want to be stuck in a vr headset for the rest of my days you know just <laughs> just every time i come home all right babe i'm gonna go to my uh to my cave and uh and get lost in the i can see world. i can see how it would get addicting as fuck like oh, yeah. if they actually put like you know the games that people really do want to play in like a virtual like reality setting then mm-hmm. like a lot of the VR games are like pretty much standalone for like like the Oculus or whatever. Um, but if if like say Call of Duty was VR mm. and it was like fully immersive VR where you could like hold a gun and or you can have different types of guns and you can use it you're like you're running around and doing stuff like doing they stuff. Have, they have that. I played it. It's called Onward. Like you would be absolutely amazed at how insane I was losing my mind bro like i would stand there i was i was standing in this room that i'm in right now and it i mean it tracks your movement and everything right so like where you have to release the magazine and pull the charging handle and all that kind of stuff and gripping it and depending on how you grip it with the two grip buttons and the and the location of your joysticks and stuff completely relates to like how you would hold the weapon and It'll change how you're standing and looking and stuff. I mean, looking through the ACOG or through your sights, whatever optics you put on the weapon platform was probably the most, um, where it, like the most tethering part of the experience. Cause you just, mm-hmm. cause that what, that's what makes it feel real is cause like, if you're not right in line, like you would want to be in real life with it, you can't really see out of the, out of the yeah. optic. So even like leaning and shit and like all that kind of shit. It's weird. You also like it was a huge workout on your caps because you're really not trying to move that much. So you would just use a joystick to move. But like you also, if you want to move your body position, you have to do that and watch out for not fucking yourself up. But yeah, man, you you could definitely get lost in that world. And I was playing. I played it for probably like a week solid, and I was like, okay, this is cool, but this is not something that I want to. I don't want to live this life. <laughs> yeah. If I keep this, I'll probably just stay stuck in the VR world. Yeah. But you should check it out, man. Um, uh, that squadron game are probably pretty fun without, with or without VR. Yeah, I think because like you're in a cockpit, it's one of those things that is really like it's. It makes sense to have it on VR. So, 
but I'm not going to drop the money for that right now. It was like 23 bucks on Steam, so yeah, it's cheap yeah. entertainment for a little bit. Heck yeah, man. Well, freak, man. Freak. Well, I never say freak anymore. That's like when I used to not cuss. Do you guys say, do you guys say hella out in Colorado? Some people do. Sometimes I say it, but uh, do you say a lot down here? Yeah, it's a, it was a West Coast thing before it ever came to the East Coast, yeah. like six years, seven years ago. I find myself saying it a lot, actually. Yeah, so it's season two, and we're back. Yeah, I'm excited for season two of Only on the Midwatch. We get and we gotta get some uh, some some characters on here. We keep saying we gotta get a nuke. I, I know, but like uh, only we're gonna get the nukes that reached out to, or the nuke that reached out to us on here, but like. We need just more than one nuke. I don't want it to be like, oh, they only brought on a token, a token nuke. We'll get a token nuke. <laughs> yeah, I just need... Like, I don't know who... See, see, we're not radist. We like nukes. <laughs> I don't know I don't know who else would be who would want to come on. Um, I know we're going to have the guy from the D-Guts podcast come on, and that'll be pretty fun. Um, uh, I didn't know he was on the Jimmy Carter before he went on the show. That's pretty cool. Yeah. He won't be able to tell us about it, but, you know... We can we can pry. Yeah. Well, usually people are pretty tight lipped about old Jimmy. Old Jimmy. I don't know why. JK. Um But yeah, no. I think uh we we are having um we are having a guy that just got out. He was actually like an interim chief for our division. He's come on, on the show, so you guys can look forward to that that are listening out there. Um his Instagram handle is guntographer. He just retired. Um and he does a lot. He he has a photography business. He does a lot of great photo shoots. And I love his work and can't wait to have him on. But we are still um, still looking to get some some more nukes on the show. So if you're out there listening, I mean, just hit us up in the in the DMs. Hit my line. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, uh, so you want to tell uh, people about some promos we're having right now? I don't know if they'll be they'll hear this in time for it. But, you know, our website's back up and everything. Yeah, yeah. So, um, sorry about the website being down, everybody. Um, we've had a lot of issues issues with WordPress for some reason, um, and so we just decided to make the move to Squarespace. Um, and Squarespace is so easy. I should probably not, you know, flaunt them like they sponsor us without being actually sponsored by them. But they are so easy. They're so user friendly. Um, if you need a website, definitely go check them out. But our uh, website <clears throat> URL for the time being is t uh, test depth dot squarespace.com um and that'll change once our domain transfers from wordpress and we'll give you guys an update when that happens but we've got some promos coming out for the holidays and that'll all be posted on our instagram story um we thank yeah, you guys for yeah, engaging with you us. got any submarine veterans in your family um hit us up we got some gear for you guys some six shirts yeah. coins hats and we we definitely love to to get everybody all the all of our submarine guys outfitted yeah absolutely um, you know, we're just, we're doing something, we're, we're doing something special. Um, we believe for the submarine community because nothing really like at, at this level exists for us until now. And, um, and we love the traction that we're getting. We just need to keep the ball rolling, you know? Um, but we, we look for, Oh dude, it was super sick. I don't know if anyone saw this or if you follow him, but David Ayer, the director of uh, suicide squad fury, and uh, the tax collector was actually a former submariner. And so we tried to reach out to him uh, when we first started this podcast show. We had like zero following at all. Um, but uh, he uh, he actually shared our posts on Instagram. And so that was really, really cool to see that. Um, Does he follow some, us? Yeah, I guess so. Someone likes the like hashtag when that he sees it. <clears throat> I'm not sure. I didn't. I didn't dig into that. I was just very uh, excited and thankful that he shared our post. But he shared our post. We're up to 840 followers on Instagram, man. Yeah, I know. That's pretty good. <laughs> yeah, pretty good. But way more than I have on my own. Yeah. Oh, I don't. Need, yeah, I don't even worry about that. Well, I'll, that's just my friends and family and stuff. But yeah, he shared our post, and that was like super exciting. Uh, I was super glad that um, I, uh, someone like him uh, was able to like our our content enough to share it uh, but yeah guys thank you guys for listening we're excited to be back we look forward to the many guests that are going to come on in the future and if you are a nuke out there you, we want to show you guys some love basically so come on to the show um hit us up in the dms 
and uh, and let's get you on here. Um, yeah, if you guys have any, as always, if you have any sweet sea stories, just that that's going to make people laugh or make people cry or you know send you, get you to butt rag jail. We want to hear them. We want to hear all those stories. <laughs> Even if you don't want to go to butt rape, Joe, we want to hear him. <laughs> All right, guys. Um, well, I think we'll wrap it up, Josh. What do you think? Yep. Yeah, that's good for now. All right, guys. TFN. What does that mean? Dude, it's Tigger from Winnie the Pooh, TTFN. What is yeah, that? Never mind. We'll talk about it later. God, you're so weird. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Catch you later.